a roundup of the main business news from China and elsewhere. This is Global Business. From CGTN headquarters in Beijing, this is Global Business. I'm Jun Yufeng in the coming up show in 45 minutes. Lasting ties, China and the Republic of Congo commemorate their 60th anniversary of diplomatic relations, opening doors for increased collaboration and cooperation between the two nations. Sustained growth, Chinese mainland stocks continue their impressive upward trajectory, maintain strong momentum as they climb for the seventh straight trading day. And innovation in motion, leading companies Huawei and Vesso join forces to introduce a groundbreaking concept, a fully intelligent house on wheels. Chinese President Xi Jinping exchanged congratulations with his counterpart Denis Sassou Ngresso of the Republic of Congo on the 60th years of diplomatic relations. President Xi says the two nations have entrusted one another on political and economic fronts amid global changes. He added that China and Republic of Congo relations exemplify China-Africa cooperation. President Sasso Ngresso welcomed the two sides' common pursuit of peace, fairness and prosperity. The two leaders pledged to strengthen their comprehensive strategic partnership of cooperation and contribute to building the China-Africa community with a shared future. The Republic of Congo is one of China's top trading partners in African continent. The most recent full-year data show the trading volume between the two sides reached over six billion U.S. dollars in 2022, increasing by 22 percent compared to the previous year. China's main exports to the Republic of Congo include machinery, textiles, garments and high-tech products, while imports consist mainly of crude oil and timber. Hainan, the southmost province of China, has excellent conditions for and rich experience in cultivating tropical, pro tropical crops. In order to expand agricultural exchanges with other countries, the Chinese Academy of Tropical Agricultural Sciences, located in Hainan, has set up an agri-tech demonstration center in Africa to promote mutual agricultural development. Lin Wu has a story. The China Aid Agriculture Technology Demonstration Center is on a 59-hectare base near the capital of the Republic of the Congo. It was approved for construction in 2007. Over the years, Chinese experts have been sent to the center to help test and screen tropical crop varieties suitable for local cultivation. Agricultural planting and poultry breeding demonstrations have also been carried out. We have achieved remarkable results since establishment of the center, especially in personnel training. We have more than 2,000 managing staff benefiting from enhanced agricultural skills training. Cooperation with China is key for us. We value China as a reliable partner. Huang Xiaoming, associate researcher at the Chinese Academy of Tropical Agricultural Sciences, worked at the center for more than seven years. During that time, he conducted several training sessions on cassava cultivation and processing techniques at different places in the Congo, Brazzaville. Cassava is the staple food of the country, so reducing production costs and improving efficiency is very important for local agricultural development. In accordance with their actual needs, we have two plans. First, we promote advanced techniques in fertilization, pest control, and product processing. Second, we find ways to help them reduce production costs. 
Each training module has a specific goal, so we receive different types of training, including vegetable planting, poultry farming, and cassava cultivation. The second forum on China-Africa cooperation in agriculture, held in November 2023 in Sanya, Hainan Province, has further deepened agricultural exchanges between China and Africa. In addition to promoting Chinese technologies abroad, the academy also attracted groups of Africans to learn tropical agriculture. The Agricultural Forum has announced a plan to help double Africa's cassava production. So our next step is to increase cassava production in the Congo Brazzaville. The second step is to continue to promote the first overseas soy tech center we built in the Congo Brazzaville last year, allowing Chinese technologies to cover more local agricultural sectors. The 2024 marks the 60th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic ties between China and the Republic of the Congo, and the sixth year since the DRC joined the Belt and Road Initiative. The increasing cooperation in various fields is expected to further boost economic and trade exchanges between the two countries. Lin Wo, Sansha Satellite TV in Hainan for CGTN. For more insights onto the relationship between China and the Republic of Congo, I want to bring our guest He Wenping, a research fellow at the Institute of West Asia and African Studies of the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. Thank you for joining us. It's been 60 years since China and Republic of Congo established ties, uh, diplomatic ties. What are the major achievements in the past five deca uh, six decades? Yes, well, uh, during the past uh, 60 uh, years, I think uh, the bilateral relationship between China and the Democratic of Congo has uh, developed in uh, all rounds of way. Uh, no matter political, uh, the mutual trust, uh, you see the Chinese President Xi Jinping and the President Sasso has met uh, in a very uh, intensive way. Uh, even given the example last year uh, in the South Africa, the BRICS summit, uh, Chinese President and uh, President Sasso has met, and later on, just two months later, and the President Sasso has led a big, huge uh, delegation uh, from uh, Republic of Congo and visit China to join the third uh, this Belt and Road uh, summit, summit. So mm. the mutual political trust has been deepened, and uh, economically, as just our uh, video just said, our bilateral trade volume has always entered a new high, and China invested a lot of projects. Uh, in uh, Democratic uh, Congo and Republic of Congo, and also uh, the Belt and Road Initiative also has entered into a very, uh, you know, good uh, momentum. And also a lot of uh, uh, Congo students also now studying in China as well. Personally, mm. I even came across uh, with those students from the country. Oh, so Miss mm. Her, you mentioned the uh, Belt and Road Initiative and the, the leader of uh, Republic of Congo attended the summit. How has the initiative helped to promote bilateral cooperation? What projects are being operative? Oh yes, uh, the Belt and Road Initiative, you know, got a very warm welcome uh, from uh, you know Congo. Actually, uh, one of the projects that has uh, attracted a lot of uh, international attention and also benefited extensively uh, to the people there and to the countries, the GDP growth rate. Uh, that is the they call it the number one highway, oh. uh, national number one highway. Uh, in Congo. Uh, this highway has been built uh, in eight years long, and all uh, the length uh, has been uh, 500 kilometer. It linked from uh, the you know the capital city all the way to the biggest, second biggest city uh, economic center uh, in Congo. Actually, uh, this uh, highway now reduced those uh, transportation time 
from previous uh, like seven days uh, driving by the truck. Seven uh, days. Now uh, this is only, yeah, seven days. Uh, can you imagine that? But now it's ten hours. Mm. So it's uh, now improved. Uh, this uh, speedy uh, very very much. Of course, uh, and uh, many many cars now runs back and forth around this uh, number one highway. Before only like a daily just the one hundred uh, those vehicles vehicles, but now it's. Uh, like uh, 4,000 more uh, vehicles running uh, just in one day. And also created uh, uh, 10,000 more those jobs and also trained uh, like 4,000 uh, those uh, technicians, uh, those uh, technical those workers. So obviously uh, it has playing a very high, uh, this a key role for pushing uh, this uh, Republic of Congo's the economic development forward. Okay, Ms. Her. China sells uh, to the Republic of Congo machinery, textiles, garments, and high-tech products, while Congo sells crude oil and timber to China. Looking ahead, what could be other areas of cooperation that's likely to mm, lie in the future for the two countries? Yes, uh, China and uh, Congo are both now trying to uh, develop the new area for our future cooperation. For example, uh, now we are talking about the digital economy, uh, how to cooperate, and also the financial cooperation. Uh, actually, we have been doing uh, financial cooperation already, uh, like uh, Chinese Agri Agricultural Bank, uh, together with uh, Congo's government, uh, to establish a new uh, this uh, bank. It's called the China Congo uh, Africa Bank. So this bank now has been uh, playing a very important role for mm. fundraising and then supporting a lot of uh, like uh, industrial, agricultural, other projects all over uh, in that country. So those are the new thing and the new area. And also, of course, uh, people to people cooperation, uh, this human resources training uh, has been also the new folks. I think uh, like in the future, we also need to build on the new mechanism. For example, uh, the Congo now just joined uh, this is called the Global Development Initiative. Uh, this is a friendship. Uh, this uh, group uh, internationally. So, and uh, this year, 2024, we are going to have uh, uh, the nice uh, China-Africa Cooperation Forum. Mm. So, within this uh, new uh, mechanism and the new forecast meeting going on, the new area definitely will be further developed between our two countries. Thank you so much for your insights. Actually, thank you. That's a Mr. He Wenping. Research Fellow from the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. Come up next. Sustained growth. Chinese mainland stocks continue their impressive upward trajectory, maintaining strong momentum as they climb for the seventh straight trading day. everyone, Jason Smith here, host of The Bridge. Hey guys, this is He Yang with Roundtable. This is Xu Yawen with World Today. May the year of the Chinese dragon bring you a tide of strength, success, and good fortune. May you be great and unstoppable as a dragon soaring through the oceans. And I want to wish you, your families, and loved ones good luck, happiness, and prosperity in the new year. I would like to wish you and may you achieve great success in your endeavors. Happy Chinese New Year! China's holiday consumption boom continues as the Spring Festival draws to a close. 
Data shows passenger flow in some key commercial districts reached over 80 million during the holiday. That's an 80% jump from the same period last year. The upcoming Latin festival is also set to boost consumption as local businesses stage various activities to attract consumers. The surging crowds are also driving up catering consumption. Official data shows that during the first 10 days of the Spring Festival, nationwide daily bookings increased by 25% and catering sector sales rose 32%. Many provincial authorities across China have used their first meetings back at work after the Spring Festival to lay out plans for the new year. Improving regional economy and the business environment have been the major goals on the agenda. For three consecutive years now, our meetings the first day back to work after the Chinese New Year have focused on improving the business environment. That's because we want to show our determination in pushing these efforts forward, inject confidence and vitality into the market development, and create an atmosphere where the business environment is always valued. Another major goal has been to develop new productive forces. On this front, provinces have prioritized technological innovation and the building of a modern industrial system at a faster pace. For instance, Jiangsu province is highlighting the need to explore fresh educational sources for resources for technological innovation. We want to bring together the advantages of each of our partners in the alliance including their advantages on resources, talents and innovation, so that we can achieve bigger things and provide solutions to problems that cannot be tackled by a single lab in fulfilling our country's major needs. This way, we can serve our nation's technological innovation better and faster. By the end of last month, China's Ministry of Commerce had organized 16 roundtable discussions for foreign-funded enterprises, including sessions tailored for specific countries. According to the ministry's announcement on Tuesday, over 400 foreign-funded enterprises and foreign business associations participated in these meetings, resulting in the resolution of over 300 issues. The establishment of the roundtable system in July 2023 has notably enhanced communication between China's government departments, foreign-funded enterprises and foreign business associations. The ministry plans to conduct these meetings on a monthly basis this year to foster a more favorable investment environment for foreign companies in China. For more discussions on the Chinese economy and the latest data, I want to bring Li Yong. A, China, a chief researcher of DNC think tank. And Mr. Lee, what's the outlook for foreign direct investment in China in 2024? Well, definitely there will be uh, headwinds. Uh, for example, uh, the, uh, uh, the politicization of investment, particularly uh, investment re restrictions. And there will, uh, there will be also uh, dual, uh, the spillover risks of geopolitical tensions, etc., etc. But uh, we have to realize that uh, there is uh, another side of the coin, which is the uh, business rationales uh, that drives basically the flow of FDIs. And uh, more specifically concerning uh, FDIs uh, into China, I think uh, we have to realize the shift of the rationales of uh, FDI into China, unlike in the past, the uh, FDIs basically came to China uh, to take advantage, for example, uh, the uh, relatively cheaper 
uh, labor resources and, uh, you know, regard China as uh, one of the uh, important uh, uh, manufacturing uh, places for the global supply chain. But today, I think, you know, the, uh, the rationale, uh, as I said, the rationale now has changed, uh, ba basically because China is not just a valuable market, but also have strong uh, R&D capabilities. And uh, as China has climbed up to the value chain, and there are a lot of opportunities, you know, uh, for the high-end growth, and that provides a, uh, a predictable and sustainable uh, 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 environment for uh, foreign companies com coming to China, not just to uh, for the for the uh, purpose of their uh, uh, of their development, but also you know for greater uh, uh, potential uh, for their corporate growth, and particularly in the area uh, of high-end technologies, uh, advanced manufacturing, as well as uh, financial operations in China, and all of those uh, will provide uh, uh, you know a, a different. Uh, set of opportunities as compared with other places. And uh, having said those, uh, I would say that uh, at least you know, FDI flows into China this year is going to stabilize, or otherwise we can see uh, uh, upswing. China's Ministry of Commerce has established an initiative uh, since uh, July last year to communicate with foreign companies through this uh, round table. How does this round table system contribute to the communication between Chinese government and foreign companies and improve the business environment? Well, I think I would like to use the word help as a kind of a, a acronym. Uh, H you know, is the harmonizing uh, the, uh, the uh, investment relate or FBI relations. And that effort, I think, is basically uh, you know, uh, seen in the area of uh, of uh, improving uh, the investment envir environment according to international standard. And the second one is E. I think the E is to enhance the government service and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, leverage the ability of coordination uh, by government agencies, and that I think will uh, create a proactive environment. Uh, particularly when uh, when foreign investors are facing problems that will require the uh, assistance of government, and the uh, third word is L. I think you know that is focused on the lending of uh, of different kind of uh, uh, FDA related policies at all levels. And uh, if we take the example of a roundtable uh, communications, you know this is not really. Uh, happening at the uh, central level, particularly, uh, for example, between uh, the uh, Ministry of Commerce uh, with the uh, foreign investors, but also at the local levels. And the last wor wor word is uh, is P. I think all those communication efforts are focusing on problem solving. Mm. So uh, I think you know with this round table, round table will help uh, you know foreign investors, you know at least you know, to operate, you know, in a equal and a fair and transparent environment. And that, I think, will make them feel uh, comfortable coming to China.
uh, and uh, you know to uh, regard China as a kind of a stable and predictable and transparent environment. Back to you. Yeah, it's very nice acronym. You put a uh, help. Thank you so much. That's Mr. Liu Yun, chief you. researcher of the DNC think tank. Now, the bustling EU market, often referred as the world's largest supermarket, saw an impressive turnout of over 200,000 customers on the first business day after the Chinese New Year holiday. Now, join us as we delve into the vibrant marketplace and discover its diverse range of offerings. On the first business day of the Chinese New Year, the EU market buzzed with excitement as it welcomed an impressive crowd of 228,000 customers. The festivities were marked by lively performances including lion dances, picking opera and acrobatic shows. As the morning sun rose, merchants busily prepared their goods while foreign customers wasted no time in exploring the market and making purchases. A customer from France placed orders amounting to over 1 million yuan, including a recent purchase of 170,000 yuan worth of ornaments from a particular booth. In China, each week, have a new design. All is a new design. This is all is a new design. The good start on the first day sets the tone for a prosperous year ahead. A customer from India, impressed with the demand for bicycles in his home country, purchased 8,000 bicycles from a shop in Yiwu and decided to order an additional 10,000 bicycles to meet the growing demand. We initially bought eight different styles of bicycles here. This time, we are back for more. One shop gained popularity among customers for its Chinese-style umbrellas, and the shop owner utilized live streaming to promote their latest designs. Foreign customers show great interest in our Chinese-style umbrellas. Through live streaming, we're able to showcase these designs and promote Chinese culture worldwide. The international trade market of Yiwu City, located in Zhejiang province, houses nearly 75,000 merchants offering a wide array of commodities. The market is renowned for its seamless logistics and convenience for customers. In 2023, Yiwu's foreign trade value witnessed an 18% increase, reaching 566 billion yuan, approximately 79 billion U.S. dollars. Exports alone rose by 16%, accounting for 500 billion yuan. Yiwu maintains trade relations with over 233 countries and regions, attracting over 560,000 overseas merchant trips annually. Furthermore, the city is home to more than 15,000 overseas merchants from over 100 countries and regions. Sun Yaotian, CGTN. As part of its focus on innovation, China is developing what the government calls new productive forces in the economy. To support this, Huawei and Veso, two prominent Chinese companies, have teamed up to introduce a fully intelligent house on wheels. Our reporter Zhu Zhu has more. Guess where we are? Well, we are not in a hotel. This is an intelligent RV model presented by Weisu and Huawei. Chinese tech giant Huawei has partnered with outdoor mini hotel provider Weisu or Vessel to showcase this smart residential project. With Huawei's high-powered SUV as the trailer and the company's advanced software and operating system, this RV can be fully intelligent. 
connected with Huawei's Harmony OS 4 software system, you can have intelligent control of the entire room. Huawei's in-car intelligent control system and our applications on mobile phones and computers can remotely control all smart electrical equipment in this room. Some may worry about the energy supply of this RV. Wang said that this model can provide energy for itself via solar. We have installed solar panels on the roof of these rooms, and the daily electricity consumption of the warehouse requires about 30 square meters of solar panels. Therefore, we have also designed the shape of the RV with extended wings, which can enable the RV to achieve self-sufficiency. Unveiled last year, the maximum towing weight of Huawei's Idol M9 large-size SUV is almost one and a half tons. It is capable of towing this RV. But so far, the chassis needed to tow this intelligent room for private cars has not been launched yet. Wang said it is expected to be invented by the end of this year, as they found there are already large number of demands from overseas markets, such as the U.S., Japan and Thailand. Zhuzhu, CGTN, Foshan in Guangdong province. Farmers drove their tractors into central Madrid on Wednesday as part of ongoing protest against the European Union and local policies. They are demanding measures to production cost increases, Ken Brown reports from the Spanish capital. Protest convoys and roadblocks disrupting traffic and food deliveries, mirroring those around Europe and other parts of the world. Farmers are calling for fair prices for their produce in the face of rising costs and argue there is too much bureaucracy and too many environmental regulations. They say foreign imports, particularly from Morocco, have an unfair advantage that they don't have to play by EU rules. They don't demand the same standards in products coming from Morocco. That's unfair trade. We want the EU to ensure a level playing field. We personally don't want them to allow us to use harmful fertilizers. Tractors on the streets of Madrid are making their presence felt while over the past couple of weeks we've seen trucks with Moroccan tomatoes attacked in the south of the country in Granada, in the north ports of Tarragona and highways connecting Spain and France have also been blocked. Next Monday, the minister will be in Brussels working on behalf of the main demands the farmers are seeking, like the simplification of the common agricultural policy, which is crucial. Wednesday's protests in Madrid come as Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez is in Rabat, where he's meeting King Mohammed VI. Meanwhile, the farmers continue to make their voices heard with thousands of others around Europe and the world. Ken Brown, CGTN, Madrid. That will do for this edition of Global Business. I'm Tijifun. Stay with us.